all participants of the podcast are either medical marijuana patients or in a state where it is recreationally legal. Two Fried Eggs podcast does not condone any illegal marijuana or drug use or sales. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Fried Eggs Podcast. Once again, episode three now, baby. Uh, I'm your boy, Bosch Gaming, here with my boy, Dolph. What's up, homie? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Chilling, bro. Chilling. As you can tell, I'm a little groggy. I got kind of a head cold thing going on and shit, so I'm just... Bear with me. I got a, I got me some, uh, some, some, some good old Mickey D's Coca-Cola here in case... Uh, Anyway, in case I cough or whatever. Got, got the sniffles, bro. Sniffles? Yeah, sniffles. Jeez, it's okay. It's okay. So what's going on with you, man? Not a lot, man. Today's my uh, today's my son's 21st birthday. Nice, There's no bro. better nice, way to nice, feel nice, old nice, nice. than to talk yeah. to your son and say, happy 21st. Cause, yeah, no shit. Sure. That's old. 21st is a good one, man. I mean, like one of the... I mean, once you get past the 21st, right, 21st, and then you get, what, 25, you get, like, a insurance break or something, and then after that, it's just all birthdays. Yeah, something like that. I think 30 was a big one for me. 30, and then I tried to make 40 was a decently big one, but 21 was, 21 was good. Do you remember 40 what you did for 20? Put, 40 put me into goddamn depression, bro. I'm like, fucking hell, I'm old. <laughs> No, that's, <laughs> you are. that's what I felt like, though, when I first hit 40. I'm like, oh, man, this ain't cool, bro. This ain't cool. Not at all. Do you remember your 21st birthday? Actually, yeah. Wait, was that my 21st? I don't know. You tell me. I wasn't there. I think it. Hmm. I think my 21st birthday, I was at the, uh, well, here locally, there's a Platte County Fair. Actually, I know I was. I had a 91. I had a 91 Z24 Cavalier. You know, you know those was like back when the oh, Cavaliers were kind of cool, right? And it was a five-speed. So it was it was a dope little two-door car, man. And I was with my kid, oldest kid's mom at the time, bro. And we went up to the Platte County Fair. It was like a demolition derby and shit, right? And um, I got shit-faced drunk, and she didn't know how to drive a stick. So we were leaving. She had to drive. So I put her, and she's driving. And every time I'm, like, laid out, like, just sitting there, and I'd hear the engine rev, and I'd be like, shift. <laughs> shift <laughs> and she'd shift the car man and damn just, it shift yeah, that's how we got home we made it though she didn't drink you know so i was but i was toasted man just trying to teach her how to drive a stick while i'm freaking blitzed out of my mind yeah i spent mine on a panama city beach on a raw bar on the beach couldn't tell you the name couldn't tell you where it was but i remember the lady's like oh it's your first drink and i'm like Sure, it's my first drink. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a right, double shot right. now, please? Like it was, it was crazy. But yeah, I remember it was fun. Yeah, um, I never drank before in my life before twenty one. So no kid ever. Well, I mean, maybe a few. Most there's probably some kids that wait till after they're twenty one to there, taste there it. Well, most people, people like our there. parents back in the day, bro, would be like, "Oh, you want, you'd be like, you want to taste a beer?" I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" They give you a drink or whatever, you know. That's just bro, like growing one of up. the earliest recollections of my my dad my birth father like the guy that sperm donor to me the earliest i remember like 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 of him was my mom yelling at him how the hell do you go to the damn er right eating for eating flowers right, that's how right. like and i had no idea what they're talking about i was like four years old five years old maybe and a bitch went to fucking he went to the uh the hospital for eating angel trumpets like 
my parents drinking was nothing drinking was like the least a part of any issues like they were like, <laughs> you're not smoking yeah they're worried crack. about you just eating random shit <laughs> you're not smoking crack all right you're good like all right win <laughs> you're gonna win like for it was crazy <laughs> so anyway we talked a little bit about kind of my situation and and smoke with smoking weed and things like that and i now we're going to touch base a little more on on how it's affected you and and well while you're here you know talking about cannabis and whatnot so uh go ahead brother absolutely yeah i i really am excited about this this topic um this has been near and dear to my heart and we we all talked about this last time um last episode twenty two thousand dollars a month they were charging for my for the medication i used to be on right right that's insane and you know what part of that was opiates and when I stopped the, the, the Humira and I stopped all the other medicines, I stopped those two. Um, but I was on doing some, some crazy, crazy, crazy medicines for a long time. Um, have, has opiates touched your life at all? Or is it, man, I, I, I mean, I use, I'm, <coughs> I'm not big on pills. Excuse me. I, like I said, I got a little cold, but I'm not big on pills and stuff like that, but I've taken a little bit of everything, um, throughout my years whether it be for like antidepressants. And then like right now I take Xanax, um, not on a regular basis. Cause it honestly, it scares the shit out of me because it's a, so addictive and I have Highly. an addictive personality, you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, and I've talked about this with even like my mom and stuff, man, that it's something that like, if I'm having a panic attack or something, I don't take anything for that other than this, um, until I'm to the point of going to the hospital because I just, I don't like taking it, you know? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> Yeah, you touched on it. Like they're they're highly addictive. Like it's crazy. Dude, I I can tell you when I when I first got sick, like I was going to the hospital every other week, going to the ER, getting pumped up. Like you ever heard of Dilaudid? Like yeah, crazy yeah. crazy opiates being sent home with countless like this is like explain explain a little like uh, if you don't mind, man. Explain a little like why. I mean, for people that don't know you and don't know what your issues are and things like that, why you were having to take that stuff. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disorder. Um, it's along the same lines like lupus and things like that. My body okay. is basically attacking itself and it can happen in most people. And it's crazy to, that most some people don't know what this is because one in four people have some kind of like intestinal disease whether right. it's diverticulitis well, or I'll be straight with you, man. I don't really know much about it myself. So you're educating me right now. So that's awesome, dude, because like ulcerative colitis, um, diverticulitis, um, I'm sure I said that wrong and someone will hammer me. Um, <laughs> Crohn's disease, like all these things right. are they like, all tied in together well, and it all. My, I'll tell you, my mom has uh, what's called sarcoidosis. There we go. I don't know if that plays into that, but I know her body attacks, you know, and she's it's, that's a whole nother thing. But anyway. So, yeah, and it's their immune system issues that, like, my body looks at my stomach lining and says, that's not right. We're going to go ahead and start trying to cure this. And, it, like, my antibodies and everything are built up against my stomach, and that's how you get, like, ulcers and things like that. Like, that's how my body eats itself. And So it's trying to fix things that aren't actually wrong? It's trying to fix your stomach. It's trying to – yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it believes it that your stomach is the enemy. Is. Exactly. I got you. That's kind of like uh, I'm. Well, I'm not saying it's kind of like that, but it's uh, yeah, it's somewhat to to do with my like asthma and stuff because I have a buildup of white blood cells and things like that that my body is like 
feeling like it's trying to fight something or whatever. I don't know mm-hmm. how all that works. I, I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah. I'm not going into that. Obviously, it's nothing compared to what you're dealing with. But um, so how has so back to where, where before we were talking about all that? What about uh, you were talking about the the medications and different things that you had taken throughout the the years? Talking about Dilaudid's and whatnot. Oh man, I've had everything for for from pills, shots, whatever. Like they've given me all kinds of stuff, bro. These doctors are crazy. And this is 10 years ago and later, they would give you whatever they felt like for pain. Like they're, right. they're good about it now. Like they're, they, it, it's definitely changed in the last 10 years. Like you can see a considerable change, like the, the pill mills and stuff like that are gone. Right. But man, back in the day, like I, my first time getting out of the hospital, they gave me like two weeks worth of um, one milligram Dilaudid. If you ever take a one milligram of Dilaudid, like in a pill form, it's it's crazy. Like, dude, yeah. these are things like you can't function. Like most people can't function yeah, man, taking crazy. these things. And they were handing them out like candy at that point. And I ultimately settled on, I think it was 10 milligram oxys four times a day was like right. the dose that worked for me. And honestly, if, if I would have taken it how they wanted me to, I would have doubled that dose or tripled that dose in the time that I take. Cause I, it's a, it was a couple years that I was on it like heavy, but right. I'm not an idiot. I know, like you said earlier, these things are seriously, seriously addicting. So I, well, yeah, to, man, I mean, I come off. It, I would like once a month or once every other month, I come off of them for like a week to make sure there was no physical dependency to make sure that I wasn't going, going on on any benders. And they were right. miserable, miserable weeks. But man, it it made all the difference in the world because I've seen people come off a of detox and these things like they're it's dangerous. They they you can die, and they were feeding me these pills like they were going out of style. Like yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I've learned just you know over the years, and I've dealt with it, and I've I've, I've more more of my where I've dealt with it personally because I don't allow myself or I didn't allow myself to to really get into that because of that being the highly addictive stuff and whatnot. Um, but I've, I've been affected by, by people that have been around me. I mean, I've seen people, I know a person right now that I used to work with side by side at work at the job I'm at now and who is now younger than me and, and is dead because of it. He got hooked and, and got, you know, next thing you know, he's lost his job. He's lost his marriage. Um, and then he, he got a hold of something that had a little bit of fentanyl on it and that was it. Bye bye. That's the kills. He's gone. This was just recently. I mean, within the last year. You know? I remember. I remember it happened. So yeah, it's uh, that's crazy stuff. But yeah, and that's another thing that they, there's a lot of research now. Like you were, you kind of touched on it a little bit that that you know with the weaning yourself off and stuff like that, man. That they're finding that that you know cannabis can help with that and and at least ease the symptoms and and make it a little bit easier on the person who's trying to wean themselves off of of something like that. Absolutely. And in, like, in 2015, I looked at what I was taking every day, and I was done. I, I was like, this is no way for me to live. I can't see myself sitting here taking, it was like 16 pills a day. And that wasn't all painkillers, whatever, but it, right. it was it was 16 pills a day that I needed to be able to function and be able right. to just, just be able to be outside like a normal person. And I wanted to find a better way. I wanted to find a different way. I, di- I didn't want to have to live with that fog in my head. I didn't, and that was really what it, what it boiled down to was, right you're never fully coherent when you're on those pills. I don't care what anybody says. No. 
and in the same respect is medical marijuana is the same way. You can get some that are that are more clear headed than not than others and less clear headed than others. But at least you have the option to find some less and it's not going to hurt you if you don't take it during the day. Cuz here's dude, if you're if you're on a 2 year pill habit, I I, mean, I say habit, but I mean you're being prescribed for 2 years. Right. And you all of a sudden stop taking them for 12 hours. 18 hours. Your ass could die. Your ass. Oh could, yeah, like bro. You, you're gonna be itching out of your skin. You're what? gonna be like major. Issues. Excuse me. Sorry. If I have to go work and I have to drive or whatever for six, twelve, eighteen, two days, three days, whatever it takes, like that's not gonna put me in the hospital. It's not gonna make well, me die. I'll tell you just on my little experience from what I take. I take it daily. God damn it! <coughs> I don't know if that's the cold or the weed, bro. Eh, oh, it's either Ooh. way. <laughs> Let me get a little sippy sip here. Trick, 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 trick. Oh, sorry. Wrong podcast. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, free plug, but McDonald's Coke is the shit, bro. I don't know how they make it taste so damn good, but. It's not good anymore to me. Um, it's not in a, it's not oh. in a uh, uh, styrofoam uh, cup. I don't know why, gotcha. but when it's a styrofoam gotcha. cup, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I take, uh, so like I take for my depression, I'm, I'm supposed to take a couple, but since I've started smoking on the regular, I've kind of quit taking a few myself, but I do take one pill every day, um, or try to take it every day for my depression and anxiety. And I will tell you that if I go a couple days, even without that, and it's just a, I mean, it's a higher dose, but it's not like anything like what you were talking about. If I go a few days without that, man, I can definitely tell a change in my attitude and I start getting like what I call, well, what they call brain zaps. And okay. so, like, I'll be walking around. And it's like I'm getting little shocks of electricity and shit, you know? Like, I'll be walking, and if I don't take it for three or four days, man, I'll be walking and make, you know, get these little zaps, and it feels like your your knees give out a little bit, you know, Damn. or whatever. And it's, uh, I, for, through doing some research and trying to figure out what that is, is the medication shuts off certain receptors in your brain. And then what that is, is as your body is wearing it out because you quit taking it, those receptors start flying again in your brain, and it starts feeling like, you know, like little electrical jolts or whatever. Yeah, it's a weird sensation, crazy. but even that is just, so I, I mean, I can only imagine like if you get hooked on, you know, what, you know, Xanax or oxys or something like that, trying to come off that shit, bro. That's, that's, that's gotta be a tough battle. So. Oh um, yeah. And I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not an idiot. I know the, the risks. I know what it is. The doctor told me that these can cause habit forming and all that stuff. So I was very, Oh yeah. I fought through the pain and whatever to make sure that I didn't come out of this an addict. And that the only reason that I didn't come out of this as an addict is because I did do what I did. I mean, I, like, right. let's look at it. The VA was pumping people full of drugs, like with, with very little caution at all. Right. It was nothing to go in there and say, I have, I have knee pain. And then they give you, okay, what do you Five, 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 seven fifties, whatever they were. Like they give you five yeah. milligram hydrocodones, no issues at all. Yeah, and here you go. Yeah, here you go. Like here, just open up, start tossing them in your mouth. Like it's that kind of. They were some of the worst pill mills, and some of the biggest junkies I've ever seen were in those waiting rooms. At the well, VA. that's wild to me because then you wonder why all these, you know, um, guys coming out of the military and stuff end up, you know hooked on drugs or homeless or with, you know, not, I mean, that, that's a whole, that's a big whole other story, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, I mean, that's got to play a part in some of it, you know, just pumping them full of pills and, and different things like that to deal with all this different shit, you know? 
we got a whole we got a whole show to talk about on that yeah that's a that's a whole nother story bro Bruh, uh, they won't give me pain medicine like if i did ha- if let's say i got shot and went to the va's right. emergency room here they would not give me painkillers because i'm on medical marijuana that's wild yeah we got a whole we got a whole show that's, to talk about that's this. All, yeah, that's, that's wild <laughs> see i don't know nothing about all that but that's interesting uh yeah. so let me ask you this now that and kind of steers back here but how uh so how did say you you know you got we talked about your issue we talked about the the pills and you took kind of help and take yourself off so you didn't get too addicted and stuff which is is brilliant man i know that wasn't easy uh so gg on you homie um how did how did cannabis come into play with all that 2015 talked about this last time but 2015 i wanted to change i started looking at some of the side effects that I was having from, from some of the drugs and they were just, it was bad. Like Humira, like if you look right. at the, some of the, some of the big, like nasty side effects, bro, cancer, like the drug gives you cancer. Like, yeah, that, I wasn't dying from Crohn's disease. I was going to die from cancer if I got that though, because I was not, I, I wasn't prepared right. for that. So or, I started, I mean, look, it could be liver failure or who knows yeah. I mean, with all the shit they put, you know? So I started looking for, better ways and i started looking going to research i was on twitter and started talking to people and medical marijuana kept surfacing every time i talked to somebody that was in like other countries they would be like this is what i'm using i'm going into complete remission i don't have any issues like the pain is is manageable i'm able to sleep i'm able to eat i mean okay so you look at me and trust me in the fact that i'm a big guy but it's not because i'm sitting here chowing down on food constantly right it's the medicine i was taking for a long time really messed me up right i couldn't eat man i couldn't eat at all it, it like without being completely just either on painkillers or whatever i wasn't able to eat and i couldn't live like that man my mom's dealing with a lot of that stuff right now bro she's she's lost a lot of weight because just because i mean she's she's one of those people too with her disease and stuff who has taken a bag full of pills you know she'd get up in the morning and have a a small bowl of pills that she had to take with crackers or whatever you know and she's done this for with her disease for over a decade now i mean it's been that far out you know and it's really starting to catch up to her stomach's having all kinds of issues and again not being able to eat anything like she like beef or anything like that or red sauce and different things is really really fucking with her and uh so man i, I mean you're pulling on my heartstrings bro that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start I've tearing up with, i keep talking about that stuff man because i love my mama dude and i've i've watched her uh go through a lot so yeah man ah, it's anyway god damn it <laughs> can't talk about my mama without getting upset bro (laughs) what she's dealing with though is the same kind of shit that i i've dealt with over the years and right like you know recently i've lost 48 pounds and it's it's tough to look at me i'm a fat guy that lost 48 pounds and be happy but (laughs) i'm happy i did hey man that's that's something that's something i wish it was about something that i did it was because I, I i couldn't eat from crohn's i was so every time i ate i would be in pain and my body said you don't need to eat right right and i it, yeah it's been crazy so what uh what do you what it, like when you were trying to like wean yourself off of that at that point have you tried cannabis or anything like that so i or did you just did that i smoked when i was younger but i i was like this is just kids having fun like it was nothing nothing crazy i didn't realize that i was able to function in high school like and after high school because i was smoking 
and like right. I wasn't bad. Then all of a sudden I stopped smoking and all of a sudden my health took a turn for the worst. And I had no idea why. And now looking right. back, I'm like, man, I through high school and through like my early, like very early twenties, I smoked and I was able to function a lot better than I did. And then all of a sudden I started um, gaining weight, like crazy weight after that. Cause I had to start taking another medication, right. um, which, God, you know, it just ravages your body. Um, the, my moods were different. Like everything was different. Everything was just went for the worst when I stopped smoking. So in 2015, when I started looking at that, I, I smoked for a week and I go buy a little bag and my life was all of a sudden easier to manage because the symptoms weren't as bad. The pain was the, and I'm not even talking about when you're like actively smoking or actively taking edibles. Right. I'm saying period, like the residual effects of THC use over the days was was better and i have a better quality of life outside of it like yes i'm smoking right yeah. now definitely gonna get stoned at the end of this but, <laughs> right like i know this yeah yeah but it's not even the active use i can use a lot of inactive ways to do it like just either cbd or i have the the, the syringes and stuff like with the rso right. things that are not actively trying to get someone stoned well, that are just helping with my <laughs> appetite with less pain, with just a better attitude and outlook on everything. Like it's, right. it's on all accounts. Well, and, and one thing I think that a p- bunch of people don't realize dude, too, is that like people that don't use, right. And are like, well, I don't know, you know, if they're used to the pills, they don't want to, you know, switch off of that or maybe try marijuana because at first, man, when you start smoking and things like that, man, it's going to fuck you up a lot more oh, yeah. than after you use for a while. Like when I first, like if I quit right now for a month, and I start smoking again, bro, and smoke like I just did here. Like, I smoked maybe half a blunt, bro. I'm going to be fucking gone. Maybe twisted. Like, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's one thing is, like, if, if that's one thing with marijuana, like, too, is if you take yourself off of it for a while, it just, it, within a month or so, it, you're back to, like, you've never smoked before. And then you fucking light up, and then pff, you're, you'll blow your head again. But, but what I was getting at, I guess, is, is that if people, like, the more you use marijuana, the less it's going to do that to you or affect your normal life because you get, I mean, you do get used to it to where smoking a little bit is not any major thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? It just takes the edge off and you go about your fucking day. Oh yeah, no doubt. My, uh, <clears throat> my, my birth father, we talked about him earlier. Um, I knew him like we lost touch for many years. And then in my late teens, my brother wanted to get married. Um, so we found him and we, had a relationship with him until he passed away i looked at him and i didn't realize like he was self-medicating i thought he was just wanting to get stoned but he would sit there and right. he'd roll like 10 joints throughout the day and to me one of those would throw me into the rafters like i'd be done like, yeah I, yeah absolutely him, this dude's making million dollar houses while smoking yeah. those like cigarettes and i'm just like yeah, right what the fuck <laughs> Like it yep. made no sense to me at that point. I, just, I didn't understand. I didn't know about the tolerances. Right. Not, I wasn't smoking. It wasn't a, like, like I said, it was just a stupid kid thing that I did. And then I quit. And then obviously the guy had, there was something to what he was doing. I mean, he's well, passed think, away now, but the world is moving towards that. Yeah. I mean, it's going that way. Finally, you know, it's taken some, some time over the years to see through all the bullshit that's been put out there about it. And I'm not going to sit here and say that there are no bad side effects to cannabis. You're still smoking. You're still putting smoke in your lungs. You're doing, 
you know, different things. Um, and there's a lot of people that, you know, THC affects differently, myself included, because like you said, if I smoke the wrong stuff, man, it'll put me into panic attacks and getting really fucked with my head and that, but the more that, that it becomes regulated and you can, you can notice that stuff. Like just with me, like I can notice certain strains that where, okay, maybe I'll still steer clear of that one and, you know, come over here to this other one that I know and I'm familiar with and, and you can pick and choose what you get and what's going to help you the most now, which is pretty, pretty impressive. So. Oh yeah, no doubt. And it's just to me being able to keep a journal and writing down what strains are good for me, what strains are aren't looking at the terpenes that come along with them, like all the different medicinal sides of it, how much CBD it had. Do I want to augment the CBD that, to get a bet like let more inflammation mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things you can do and when you go into these these dispensaries and and pharmacies that are that are doing this you think you're just going to get a, a retail experience until you just start talking to these people and they're really telling you what's going on like right. these people are not just serving you as far as like just saying an order taker a lot of them know like they're like oh Myene, this is a great terpene for this, and this is the effects that most people feel with this. Like they're they're going into right. it. Being able, I to want. Good. I'm sorry. I was just. I wonder how many of those people that 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 are in there though, because like in mine and the place I go, the people I, the the people I talk to are great, right? But a lot of them are younger and things like that. And that's one thing. That's one topic I wanted to touch on is is another thing that's still to this day, even with it becoming legal, I think is going to be an issue for especially the older crowd to try to do this. Is that when they go get handed this bottle of pills, they're talking to somebody in a lab coat that's been to college and done all this. When you go to, still to this day, if you go to buy something, a lot of these places you go to, you're going to be talking to, you know, young 20 kids that are half stoned themselves. And, and you know, and it's just a, a totally different world yeah. for that age group that aren't used to, you know, going to your fucking sketchy friend's house to buy some other fucking weed, you know, that. Like, to me, now I go buy weed. I'm like, dude, this is legit as fuck, you know? But to somebody that's only been to doctor's offices, it might be a, it's going to be a little different experience at first. So the state of Louisiana has pharmacies. They don't have dispensaries. So you still have really? lab okay. coats. You still have all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, man. Like, here, it's just like walking into, like, oh, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. in, you check in, and then it's just like, I mean, they're cool cats. Don't get me wrong. They're nice and stuff, but I don't know how, how really really truly knowledgeable they are on a medical level you know what i'm saying so let me split this the people in louisiana are like what the, the lab coats or whatever the people that i'm talking about that know about terpenes and all the like the real bud tenders they're in arkansas they're not louisiana they're, i got you yeah these the ones down here is it's just not it's not effective like even for the people that are don't have a high tolerance just people that are just trying it it's still weak and it's not good. It's not enough to medicate most people. Right. It's crazy. We're getting way off the subject. <laughs> no, it's just interesting, man. I mean, it is what it is, man. Just going with it. But that's, uh, uh, I mean, they're not really too far off subject because I'm telling you that, that, that one of the problems they're going to have with trying to pull some of the older crowd away from so many pills and maybe I'm not that they're going to try to do that. I don't know if it's going to be a problem or whatever, but I'm saying one problem that it would be if, if it was like, Hey, we need to really reduce this because obviously there's an opioid problem. I mean, that's, there's no denying that, but it's going to be harder. I think for the older crowd, like in my mom's age, my dad's age, stuff like that, or that are so used to having these doctors write their script and go to the pharmacy to, to make that change, to try cannabis 
and and go this different direction like in my state in missouri where it's it's really it's not a fucking doctor's office you can go on and get a card you know you pay some dude 75 bucks you you talk to him like this on a camera for a minute and you got a card and then you go up there and you got some you know mid-20s hottie selling you some buds you know i mean it's it's a, it's a whole different world so i think for the older crowd that that's going to be a hard turn to make for for a lot of them if so cannabis does that? become something like that you would think that but i witnessed um she was probably late 60s early 70s i witnessed her consultation yesterday at the at, at the place i went to and she was as lost as could be had no idea she's like i would never think about doing this like you could tell this right. was her first consultation and the amount of care this guy gave her and talked her through what she needed and what she was looking true. to do and, and it, man well and that's it was yeah beautiful. that's true it was so that's true. it was and she was like i'm at my wits end i take all these painkillers i take this i do this i and he goes don't worry about it i got you we're gonna do we're gonna do this for yeah. the daytime this for the night this is for breakthrough pain like he gave her and it, it was wasn't a ton of money it was probably a couple hundred right. bucks tops and i i if she follows what he's doing and which i guarantee she's gonna end up with some great results yeah when you make a good point man i mean they're they're i'm getting a reaction of me walking in there with my fat ass with a teddy bear folding money <laughs> up to his ear like a telephone walking in there ass you know like what's up give me some shit bro you know you know versus the little old lady walking in there that's like hey i really need some help so and and I, not that I don't. I mean, I do. I mean, but I go in with a different attitude. So yeah, I guess I, I'm only looking at it from my perspective and not the little old lady's perspective when she goes walking in there. I'm sure she gets treated too. totally different. <laughs> I've seen people like you too. Like last time, I was just walking through. I walked through there like I own the place, man. Saying what's up to everybody and all this bullshit, you know. See, see, yeah, but, uh, I, I know people like you too. Like, but yeah, it's just yeah. it's so cool that there's people out there that are going to take the time to help that old older person or whatever and and show them the ropes of what this is like when i first right. the first time I went there they gave me a poster um that had all the different terpenes on it the different what the blends do like a welcome to medical marijuana like welcome kit it was the craziest thing all oh, informational shit. nothing they weren't trying to sell me anything they were trying to just show me how this this works and what what they have and how we can figure out what's going to work best for me one thing I can say about it is that I've never went into a new dispensary and really had a, not yet here anyway. I've only been to a few. I only, I only go to the one now really because it's right by my house, but I've been to a few of them and it's always been a, a pleasant experience. Like it's not been like I've walked in and they're just like unhappy to be helping me or, or it's like everybody seems like they're at least in Missouri right now is West really Louisiana. Yeah, they're it like is. really there to be like, fuck, dude, I just want to get you the best shit that you can. If you, or if, you know, if you can't afford the the best shit, I'm going to try to get you the best shit that you can't afford that's going to help you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I think they genuinely do care when people come in there because everybody's been trying and fighting for this for so long that now it feels like everybody in that industry, at least that I come in contact with directly, I'm sure there's some behind the scenes shit that's not so friendly, but everybody seems happy to be a part of it and like a part of a movement or whatever, you know, it's all about medicating patients. Good, I think medicating patients is what this boils down to is nothing like, yes, smoking weed is fun at times. Like if you're, if you're, if you're partying, yeah. like it's great. There's a lot of good things to, it's, it's fun. You, you smoke, play video games or whatever, man. Exactly. It's just like, yes, I get that. 
But when it boils down to what this all is about, it's about medicating patients and whether the byproduct is that I have a good time. Right. Because I'm medicating is a lot better off than me sitting there. Dude, I spent a year almost in bed. That's how, like, That's I never crazy, thought man. I would be able to get back to a normal lifestyle at right. all. And for me to be able to run with my kids, go out there and go soccer and kick them around and throw the football around with my buddies, like, kids, like that to me, just because I chose a plant over pills right. is, is crazy. Like, to me, that yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Well, and it's so crazy that all this time that the, again, man, it comes back to it. It's so fucked up, but it comes back to the, you know, the whole time the government and pharmaceutical companies pushing these pills, pushing these pills, and the whole time pushing how bad marijuana is, you know, buy these pills, buy these pills, don't smoke weed, buy these pills, you know, just beating it into our fucking heads our entire fucking lives, bro. It's such a crock of shit. Most definitely. And if they such just... a crock of shit, bro. If it would just get off the the schedule list, a lot of stuff would be a yeah, lot man. better. But it's big pharma is going to keep it there as as long as possible. They're going to try. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine there's some pushback for sure. You know, when Think you're talking money billions. Oh, oh yeah, I love bro. It. it makes me so happy. Now, I it, I'd love to hear them losing the the profits that they're taking off of sick people. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a man. It's an epidemic, man. Big time. I mean, it's. There's no denying that if you look at the numbers and stuff, man, it's uh, anything. Well, it's a terrible thing and anything that can help lessen that blow, whether it be smoking fucking weed or whatever, man. I say, why would why would you try to keep that, you know? And what's and and, and another thing and I can tell you, too, is, is the same goes with like alcoholics and things like that, man. Weed helps a lot of people that are trying to quit drinking because it's destroying their fucking liver and things like that. It will help not drink as much. Um, I can tell you firsthand that I've had people in my life that were alcoholics and, and turned to smoking and it changed their lives for the fact that, that they can still kind of take the edge off and they don't, you know, destroy their liver or wake up the next day hungover or in, you know, and they may still drink a little bit too, but they not like, they're not sitting there just fucking throwing them back, throwing them back. You know, they're able to do it as a normal person would, I guess someone, you know, and so it, it definitely helps or can help wean yourself off of things and, th- and you know, like that. So I don't, I don't understand. Well, a lot of those people know. that are, that are drinking that hard are medicating. They're self-medicating yeah, the wrong way, yeah. but they're medicating. But the, they're, they're doing it the legal way that they've been taught. Hey, you this know, is to, whether acceptable. it be pills or alcohol or whatever, you know, that's, this is legal. So go ahead and do this shit. That's actually worse for you than smoking a little flour or something, you know? absolutely but well i think we could uh we could um we need to dive back into this a little deeper man because it sounds like a lot of what you're dealing with is a lot of what my mom's dealt with and stuff like that but that's uh i'm gonna save that for a day where i'm not stuffy because i'm already snotty i don't i start crying and shit bro i'm gonna start snotting all over the place you know so oh no (laughs) it's a good podcast we can make you cry so i'm in yeah yeah it'd be something to talk about man and maybe we could even have my mom around for it somehow or something i don't know we'll figure it out but man uh i i think we're just getting started we probably need to do a little more on this topic honestly and i'd like to get to know your situation a little more as far as you know what you've dealt with and things i I feel like we kind of touched the surface you know what i mean but that we could definitely dive into it a lot deeper at a at a later point but it's interesting man it's interesting stuff I, uh, 
sorry you dealt with all you dealt with brother i know that shit ain't easy and and, and good on you to still be sitting here and uh, with that roof over your head and your family there and and doing your thing and not laying in a coffin somewhere like some other people you know that weren't so fortunate or you know you really got a hold of so i love you brother and i think uh i think we need to make another date to talk some more about this absolutely cut that off to the next episode then hell yeah hell yeah hey two fried eggs baby two fried eggs make sure to hit the subscribe button two fried eggs on tiktok as well i'm sure we're gonna have a twitter up soon bosch gaming on all socials uh we're just getting started we love you guys thank you so much for being here thank you for tuning in please subscribe below if you like our content new episodes dropping every friday stay tuned